And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski here on this Thursday afternoon. And Trevor, good afternoon. How you doing, buddy? Good afternoon. How are you? So I hop on here, finding out a few hours ago as my day ended, that Brian Flores might have a preferred option in his new head coaching search. So as we wait for the Giants to hire their general manager, it seems to be that Brian Flores is also awaiting that too because as a Brooklyn native, as someone who grew up a Giants fan, it turns out today that reportedly he might have a little interest in this Giants job, which if you asked me last week, I would have said no shot he wants to walk into this mess. But if he's got interest, Trevor, and the Giants also should if they do have interest too, sign him up right now. Let's go. Let's get this done. Well, what about a general manager first? Well, the, you have to get the, that's right. Yes, you get a general manager first. But we're talking after the general manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I agree. He, he's he's, he's got to be up to number one, right? I agree. Do you believe that report, Joe? That he's uh, interested? Well, hey, he's from New York, right? So if he grew up a Giants fan, he probably wants to coach his hometown teams. I mean, he grew up, he grew up watching. He did. He, you know, he did. You know, how old is he now, by the way? Brian Flores is probably in his late thirties or early forties. I'll I'll double check that for you right now. Let's see. All right. Well, I'm talking that he's forty. I'll I'll, I'll I'll fill in. But you know what, Joe? He would certainly be a guy who's you know fixed Miami definitely have been more competitive in the past few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I thought he should have stayed as Miami head coach. I don't know why they fired him. You know, they did have a, a big win at the end, but certainly. He would be a, a little bit of a culture change. Joe. Yeah. He seems to be a guy that fixes teams. You know, the Giants do need to fix it right now. And I heard this on the fan driving home today, and the, the, that was that leaving my or, get, or being fired from Miami rather could be a, a blessing in disguise for him. It's, it's something that's meant to be. You know, the fact that he's let go for no reason from Miami and the Giants having to be completely restarting and have an open head coaching job, maybe Brian Flores is looking at it as th- this is meant to be. Yeah, uh, you know, it might be uh, there, Joe. And, you know, certainly, you know, if he wants to come back home, there's definitely a spot for him. So maybe Absolutely. it is a, a blessing for the skies. So. Absolutely. And you, um, we're talking about a guy that can fast track whatever you can, if you're going to call it a rebuild or a reset with the Giants. So we don't really know what's going to be yet. But it, whatever it is, Brian Flores has the capability of, of fast tracking like he did in Miami. I mean, he turned it around in a year. Now, they haven't made the playoffs, but you're talking about a 10-win season after only winning five games the year before with Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that was an unbelievable job by what Flores did. So getting him way, here, most, absolutely. And by the way, most, in that 10-win season, most of the times that would be a playoff spot. Oh, absolutely. And that was that was just because that was a loaded AFC conference. You know, the fact that they remember they lost in the last day of the season because Indianapolis beat Jackson. Like some of those wacky playoff scenarios. They should have, in, in a regular year, a 10-win team is probably in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but so I mean, would you agree that he's on, he's on the top of you know your head coaching wish list? If he if he's he on the top now after what after that report, yeah, that yeah. I mean, if he wants to be here and the Giants want him, if you're asking me, I I'd put him up top, and and he should be for the Giants too. I mean, he's better than any other option out there. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And it's also good that he has ties to um to Joe Schoen, who they've been interviewing from Buffalo, and they also brought back Adam Peters, who's doing something with the Niners. They brought him in for a second interview too. So he was one or those were two of the three guys that they brought in for a second interview have connections to Brian Flores. So, I mean, if we're piecing this together, maybe, maybe this actually becomes a reality. If you're taking a look, Joe, if they hire one of those two guys, do you think Brian Flores is the next head coach? I hope so. 
I can't now, say that. Sounds- I can't say definitively because I don't. I don't know. Does he want to go to a team where he's going to win right away, or does he want to come back home and and build up his hometown team? I don't know. Now, it seems to be down to three guys, right, for the general manager spot. Mm-hmm. Seems it. Now it's between Showing the guy from the Forty Nineers, and who else is Adam Peters? He's from the Niners. Adam Peters, the Bills guy, Showing. Showing, and and, and Ryan Poles from Kansas City. Well, you know, I. I would accept all three of those guys yeah. because because they've all come from winning teams. So yeah. listen, I told that, that's the key right there. It's the fact that they're winning teams. I'll have a conversation with you about head coaches, but when it comes to executives who we've never seen or even heard of before, when it comes to guys like that, as long as they're from a winning organization, I'm willing to give them a shot. I I, I won't tolerate an argument on on who the new Giants GM should be. You know what I'm saying? I agree, but they and I think they should make the general manager decision. You know, sometime within a week. Yeah, I mean, I was reading the post this morning. They were saying it, it could happen as early as tomorrow, which is, you know, great. Let's fast track this. Let's, let's get going. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they would be the first because nobody else has right. ha- uh, named a uh, GM or coach. Yet. Which is interesting because if you listen to the press conference Mara gave at the end of the year, he made it a point of emphasis to not rush this process, to look more deeply into the different candidates, more so than they did with Joe Judge, who he admitted he might have rushed that. So for that to be the first, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question that. But at the same time, let's get going. That's the only thing I'd wonder, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, anything else for the Giants, Trevor? Uh, well, I, I would say that is, I think it's, a, you know, they still have all the candidates out there because nobody's right. hired. Well, they were interviewing Dan Quinn today. You want Dan, you want Dan Quinn, Trevor? No, no. Why? No. Because he, he just doesn't, you know, I don't. I don't know if he would be a good head coach, in my opinion. I, I think he's one of those guys. He's gonna be. He's an awesome coordinator. He's done it with Dallas. He's done it with Seattle. I. He's one of those guys that you know. He's meant to be a coordinator. He really can't do the head. Coach if if stuff. you want to make him as a defensive coordinator, I'll be fine with that. Right. We, that's not gonna happen. That's not. No. Yeah. I. I'd probably stay away from Dan Quinn too. I'm with you there. But um, we'll stay on football, Trevor. And we got the divisional weekend coming up with teams that you know are actually watchable. And for the record, I was six for six last week. You were six for five. The only difference we had was the game in Arizona. You picked the Cardinals, and I had the Rams. So we have we have the same AFC, but the NFC for us is from our original brackets is different. So what we'll do is we'll go game by game here. Uh, we can pick the games. If you want to include the spread, you can. I didn't actually look at them, but if you want to include, you can. But Trevor, we'll start with you in the AFC: Bengals, Titans. Well, Joe, we've always been talking about well, the Titans are not really a number one seed. Mm-hmm. That's always been a talk. And it shows in the line because the Titans are only a three and a half point favorite. Right. And that and so, they're home, so that's that's pretty that's that's pretty much even. Yeah, I think the Bengals win this game, Joe. I think it's a close game. I think the Bengals win it by like a touchdown or something. I like Cincinnati. No, I do too here. And again, I pick Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. So I mean I have them beating Tennessee. I also haven't beaten Kansas City. I guess spoiled my pick, but I haven't beaten Kansas City next weekend, and I'll get into the into why later. But when you have Joe Burrow going and that Bengal offense, and even the defense is not too shabby, but when you have them going, to me, they are the second best team in the AFC behind Kansas City. So I'll take the Bengals pretty easily over the Titans in Tennessee. Like you said, I don't think Tennessee is that good of a. Look, I'm not saying they're bad. Are they one seed though? No, they are not the best team in the AFC. So I'll take the Bengals in that game, Trevor. Game two, Bills Chiefs. The other AFC game. Well, the Chiefs are one and a half point favorites, so it shows it's gonna be very close. That's, a whole, I, that's shocking to me. I think the Chiefs win by like ten points. Did I think it's a very good game. 
I like the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd say I, that, I like the Chiefs with the line as well. Yeah, I'd say they probably win by a touchdown, so I take the line too. But I'm not saying Buffalo is going to go down with a uh, with a fight. I personally have not been, you know, impressed with anything Buffalo's done this year. Now they did beat up on the Pats. I understand that, but let's see how they do against an actual AFC, you know, an actual actual AFC powerhouse. I don't think they. I, I no, it, it is. I'll, I'll give you that. But when you when it comes down to Mahomes in the playoffs at Arrowhead and that electric crowd. I don't think yeah. anybody, except for the Bengals, is stopping the Chiefs. So I'll take the Chiefs in that game. I agree with that. I, I have the Chiefs win the whole thing. So right. I, I, of course, I. Next game, Niners at Packers. By the way, it's going to be negative six degrees in Green Bay on Saturday night. That's nice. <laughs> Niners are plus five and a half. Did you? You know, I went on the limb last week and I'm sticking to it. I, I like the Niners to win. Really? This game. I think they're playing red hot right now. They're playing really, really well. You know, you need the hot to get through the playoffs. And you know me, I have not been the biggest on the Packers bandwagon for the season. Right. I'm, th- I'm not saying they're a bad team. I think they're a good team. But are they the best out there? I don't think so. I like the Niners to, to, win, to win this game. Before I give you my pick, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you picking the Niners because you are not that high in Green Bay? Or do you think the bye week negatively affects them? I think it's a combination of both. Okay. okay. I think, you know... The, the bye week, the Niners' momentum playing well, and, you know, just not, I don't think they're that good as a one seed. I mean, I'm I'm looking at this bye week for Green Bay as a positive. So they, they won 13 games in the regular season without these guys, but they are getting Alexander back. Uh, Bakhtiari will play the full game. Billy Turner is back. I mean, they're supposed to have Randall Cobb and uh, and Zadarius Smith back. Uh, um, Whitney Merciless is coming back too. So, I mean, they are getting this bye week. Number one gets them healthy. And two gets their full squad back on the field for the first time since week one, probably. So I mean, I, th- this bye week o- only helped them. See, in my I, in my opinion, I think you can make an argument for both that they right. could be rusty, or and you and you say they're you know, fully healthy. I think you can make an argument for both. Right, and I will say one thing. I I I learned right before it came on that uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling will not play this week. Or he's doubtful. He probably won't play this week. Hmm. Right, so the Green Bay's deep threat is uh, off the board. Well, that does affect something. But does it does it worry you that Garoppolo uh, was on the injury report this week? Look, I think he's playing. He, he's playing. Yeah, he he was limited both days. I I think he'll play. Someone I, did bring it up to me that like, Garoppolo might not play. I was like, what? What are you talking? about? He's playing. I think even if he's not hundred percent, he's he's playing. Yeah, you can't start Lansing in the division right. I I completely agree. But I mean that no. you have to agree that is a tough task going into Green Bay and trying to beat. Uh, oh, it trying is to, trying to beat him in but, negative six degree uh, weather. I am, but I'm putting it out there, Joe. I'm putting it out there. Uh, right. I like the Niners. Who who would you take in the line? It's five and a half. I take Green Bay. Joe would take Green Bay. Well, we'll see what happens, here, Joe. Either you will be look like a genius, or I look like a genius. I'm telling you, man, this is this is Green Bay's year. I'm telling you, there's something about this team. Rogers last year trying a little harder than usual before he gets out of Green Bay. I I I'm all on Green Bay this year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If Green Bay wins this week, you think they go to Super Bowl? Uh, or you think Tampa Bay they, or Los Angeles can take care of them? Well, I think it depends who they play in the championship game. Okay. Well, the last game is is Los Angeles and Tampa Bay. And go ahead, you can start first. Joe, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I think Tampa's just going to absolutely destroy them. I think it's going to be something like you know thirty eight to, to seventeen or wow. something like. Even with all um, their injuries. Even with all their injuries, Joe, I, I Tom Brady in the playoffs is not to be underestimated. Right, I agree with you. What's the line on that game? Tampa Bay's minus three. Three. See. I don't think it's gonna be. A, it's not gonna be a blow like that, in my opinion. I think you're right. Brady will come out on top like he always does in the playoffs. But I'm I'm not saying the Rams are gonna lay down and die like you are. Though. I I can't I can't you know I can't say that. 
The one thing that does concern me is that you had a match. St- I know we beat the Cardinals last week. Now the Cardinals were not the same team as Cardinals. Team. I mean, can you admit now the Cardinals are not that not as good as you thought they were? I thought yes, I agree with you there, Joe. And you know, it's two years in a row for that now. What? That's two years in a row you've been high on the Cardinals and they turned out bad. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I put it out there. Right. I, I was wrong, you know. But you know what, Joe? I'm just concerned about Matt Stafford, you know, playoff win, not the playoff experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes out to you, you know, Tom Brady and Matt Stafford in the playoffs, I'm taking Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, I, I listen, I, I that's not that's not a point of disagree. I, I agree with you. Tom Brady will come out on top. I could see this game, Trevor, being you know, 21-20. I could see it being something ridiculously close like that. I don't see it as a blowout, though. That's a, but but you have right to say that. Stafford has not been great in big games. Yes. Now, he was he was good last week, though, Jordan. To be fair, that game was not really a game. For most it wasn't really close. I mean, the way Kyle Murray played, it wasn't really a game. You're absolutely right. But in close spots, though, Joe, he's just been okay, to say the least. Right. But, I mean, when he is, when he is utilizing all his weapons, when he has Odell and Cooper Cup, and, and he and he's feeding them the ball, and they have a run game again. There's something sneaky about the Rams, though. There, there, there is something there. Well, but you don't think they come on top? No, I don't. I think Tom Brady, you know, as he always does, comes out on top. Of At home. Yeah. But Trevor, I mean, listen, I was 6-for-6 six six last week. I'm going to try and make a 10-for-10 10 10 this week, and hopefully have that perfect playoff bracket. Well, well Joe, we, we all agree except for one game this week right. as well. Which is the same thing that happened last week. And you turn out to be right. Maybe we'll flip this time, and maybe I'll have the right one. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Anything else in the NFL? Well, that's really it, unless you want to touch on, you know, NBA now, whatever. No, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on the – I want to hop over the Nets now real quick because okay. – the. by the way, I wanted to mention real quick. I don't know if you heard, Trevor. Our uh, our buddy Tim Capstraw did a terrific job on a play-by-play while Carino was out last, last night. So they put him in the play-by-play oh. duties, and I, he did terrific. Uh, that's I, I didn't was that on the radio there, Joe? That was on the if you have I could send you a video when we're done here, but I I got a hold of the of the the game ending call by him, magnificent. The natural. That's, well, send me a video there, Joe. I'm sure he did a, a fantastic. Oh, of course he did. Uh, he, it's not like he was a nat- It's like he's been doing it for 20 years. But the, the, the wh- for, for the color by color. There was no. It was just him. Wow. Right. That's... I mean, if, from going to color to doing play by play by your that's some. I right, listen. That is not easy. Not easy at all. No, not not that Joe. That is not easy at all. And I'm sure it came up on, on, on like you know out of nowhere also. So we had to figure it out on the spot. So so props to Capper. I'll say that video when we're done here. But um, next pick up the win last night. And it has me wondering as they're as they're playing too, but also beforehand. We now we have Durant out. Kyrie is not playing any home games. I still wonder are the Nets final contenders. There are days where, you know, it's there are going to be times where Harden and Kyrie will carry the team with Durant out, but they need that secondary cast to also help them out. I mean, last night was Aldridge. He put up 20-plus points. Um, Dayron Sharp's been terrific. When Patty Mills is shooting three-pointers, they win games. So the Nets need that supporting cast to be there most of the time also, especially with no Kevin Durant right now and Kyrie Irving only playing away games. When they play at home, guys like that need to step up like they did last night. Yeah, I, I really say that, Joe, but I, I question how much of a finals contender they are with, you know, the whole Kyrie with the home and away mm-hmm. and Durant, you know, it's four to six weeks, but could it be longer? You know, but yeah. Harden, could he stay healthy? I think there's a lot of question marks, I think, right now, in my opinion. No, I agree. But the, the one good thing is, including last night, or um, nine of the next 
12 net games are on the road, and that is about three and a half weeks. So we're if we're talking the minimum for Kevin Durant, which is four weeks, if he and I wouldn't rush him either, but if he is back in four weeks, he would only miss about a week to a week and a half of action because a lot of the Nets' next games are on the road. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, and... but from now from now to February fourteenth, the Nets are only playing three home games. Wow, that's good for Kyrie. But I'll, I'll tell you what, the draw make this statement: if mm-hmm. all the Eastern Conference teams were in the playoffs right out of ten, if you put, if you played, if you had all their ten play their best. I would say the Nets' best is better than anybody else's best. Yes, but but the Nets' best are never on the court, dude. That's my problem. Is they've That's only really they've true. only played fifteen times in two years. So I think there's a lot of question marks. Well, the Bulls they're missing Lonzo six to eight weeks. Yes, so. the bull, the Bulls are, are. I mean, if you ask me, they'll be in a downward spiral any minute now. And the Heat, they're they're, they're the Heat are coming out of nowhere, and Milwaukee lurking right around the four seed. I, I mean, they are a dangerous four seed. They're not playing 100 percent right now. Either. No, no, they're absolutely not. So I mean, that that's the biggest threat in the East to me is the Nets, the Nets, and then probably Miami. I don't think Chicago. I mean, we, we took care of Chicago pretty pretty well up in Chicago last week. Yeah, I agree. With you. But I, I I can't say today, Trevor, that they're definitive Finals contenders. I, I just can't do it yet. I, I would agree with you there, Joe. Uh, you know, they certainly have the talent. Right, right. So but, um, go, go, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. But you know, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. And right now they are they are favorites right now to to win the finals at two seventy. Are they still not, favored? Yeah, I would not no. take plus two seventy. I, I, I would absolutely not. I really wouldn't. I would take the Bucks at seven to one. That's what I. Would. And did you see these Harden rumors? I think there is some merit to that. Really, opinion. really, I'm, I I'll believe it when I see it. I think there's some merit to it. There, I think I think a lot depends on what happens the rest of the season. Listen, but then talking about the deadline. It, it, it can't, first of all, it can't well, happen not, this no, year. No, 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 it's not going to be the deadline. It can't happen this year. But, I mean, Trevor, they gave up years worth of first-round picks. If you don't lock this guy up for another five years, why would you make that trade? I'm watching it, it Jared be- Allen go crazy in Cleveland right now when he could be here. I agree with you. Now, if anything happens, it won't be until after the season, in right. my opinion. Well, the rumors came out that he was going to Philly during the trade deadline, which would be that's- a catastrophe, and I-, I hope that's fake. I don't think that's happening. I, I hope not. But if, you- but if you're telling me, and I had this conversation with my buddies last night, if you're telling me the Nets are trading James Harden to, you know, I'm gonna I'm Portland, and you're getting Dame back, you know, maybe I do it. But I would not trade James Harden first of all to an Eastern Conference team, and also to get Ben Simmons in return. I would definitely not do that. Well, if you're trading him for Dame, how many more draft picks are you gonna give up? I but no, if you, you think you have to give up draft picks with Harden to get Dame? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I'd be willing to trade James Harden for Ben Simmons straight up. No, I'm unless not. I'm getting some draft picks back, I I wouldn't consider it. Got to be a good draft capital. Yeah, it. yeah, but uh, but the idea of Ben Simmons in Brooklyn is very nice though. I mean, does does he not just fit perfectly here right now? I don't want anything to do with him. So no, well, well, right now, yeah, yeah. But when he's when he's playing though, when he's playing, maybe I dream, I dream of that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, Trevor, if if uh, I'll give you a second before we get into the carnival, if you want to vent on a uh, Frank Vogel and your Lakers. Well, you know what, Joe? I'm taking more of the moderate stance, if you've noticed, on the whole thing. You know, I don't think he should be fired, number one, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think th- I think the problem is, but there's a problem that, you know, if the team is underperforming, somebody has to take the fall. Whether it's their fault or not, in my opinion. Right. So, he might have to take the fall. For it. Now, it should not be up to, it should not be what LeBron says she goes. It should not be like that. 
he has a right to his opinion, but it shouldn't be his final decision. Do you think it LeBron should be, should be stepping up and doing something right now? I think he should voice his opinion, but don't just don't take LeBron's side right away. Right. Um, you know, I think it should be up to the general manager and the owner what they want. What do you do. want to do? I think he should stay. Yeah. I think he should stay. But like I said, you know, when you're underperforming, somebody has to take the fall. Right. Whether it's their fault or not. I think it's more on the player's fault than the coach's fault. That's my opinion. Right. Right. So, you know, he benched Westbrook last night, which I yeah. think was justified. I think he should have been benched. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, Some accountability. You know, it's a, it's a, I like that. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's why I think you should stay, but it's a, a little bit of a mess. Right, <laughs> right. No, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, I will just say real quick. You're still in the playoffs. You're still in, you're still in the play-in seed. And, and know, it's only January. Things could change. It, it definitely could, but you've been saying this is the game where they turn around. This is the game they turn around. I'm still waiting. Still, I'm still waiting. To, <laughs> but we've also been saying that the Western Conference is, besides after Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah, it's just there's not really one big team. That's, you know, really, you know, the, after those three teams, there's not really that much else in the Western Conference. Right, right. You know, the Mavericks are hot right now, you know, but do you really think they're going to be staying that hot for that long? I don't, I don't think. I don't know. You think Memphis do you is think, real? Do you, do you think Memphis is that good? I, I, I don't know. Time will tell. I think after those three teams, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, absolutely. You mean Denver. They're another team that should be better than what they are. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, Trevor, it's time for the weekly carnival segment. I'm sure you have your notes ready, and as I always do, I will uh, lower my mic, let you talk, and I'll be here to listen, man. Well, thanks there, Joe. Um, I'll, I'll give you some of the results from last week first, and then we'll move on to this week. Um, to touch on a few results, we had a we had a potential superstar go around in the uh, second race last week in the Festival City Stakes. Horse named Betlaw. He was coming in from Uruguay. He was three for three, and he came to Dubai, which is a much tougher place. He got a win, so he's four for four now, Joe. So it'd be very exciting to see where he goes. Um, just clicking through now. In the uh, you know, we had a classic trial last week that went to Sovereign Prince, it's another uh, pretty nice horse. And then in our challenge round, which we talked about is the big for the world carnival, we had Golden Goal won it and a shocking odds. So if anybody had him out there, uh, congrats. But you know, in, in my in that opinion, Joe, I did not see any real competitive horses that could contend in the big World Cup because, you know, we always have the dirt horses. So when we always, America, when we always go over, America rules most of the time when it comes over. So, you know, I really don't see a competitor coming over there. And, you know, in some of the other races, you had Dubai Future, uh, and you had uh, a horse from France that won the uh, sixth race, and then we had a uh, another horse that came in and won the seventh race from uh, Dubai. So, you know, it, it was a, a good week. Now, this week, Joe, we have a uh, – it's it's a really good car. we got some really great racing. Um, even the first race is not a bad race. You know, we got a, a, an up and But I'll touch on a, a, not on all the races, but a few of them. Um, we have the – you know, the, the third race is the UAE uh, 2000 trial. It's kind of a prep for maybe, you know, the Kentucky Derby, which is, you know, fast approaching, by the way. Believe it or not, the Kentucky Derby is only three months away. I mean, that's hard to believe. Right. Only three months away from that. You know, I like a horse here, Joe, to three. You know, he, 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 four for five lifetime. He's actually run on the turf all of his career. Now he's going to the dirt. So that's a big question mark. He's just coming off a, a, a grade one win in Canada back in September. We did not see him for the rest of the fall and, uh, you know, the holiday. 
So he's coming back. You know, he gets a great trainer. You know, Charlie Appleby last year won races all over the place. Dubai, America, Canada, England, Ireland, France. He was, you know, by far our best trainer of the year last year, all, all over the place. So he should be receiving that honor. You know, I think it's a it's a good race. You got another. You got a horse coming in from Uruguay again, who's undefeated. So, you know, shaping up to be a, a competitive race. Another horse who's two for three. So that should be a fun race. Um, we have a horse coming in undefeated from Sweden. So that should be a a, a fun race. Then we have two uh, group twos. If you don't know, we you know great uh, great ones are highest most prestigious races. Then a great two is our second most prestigious race. So we got two of them. You know, I'll I'll give you a, a quick pick in that one. I like the eleven Royal Fleet. I just think he's you know improving, you know over time. So I like him in the fourth race and in the fifth race, which is another group two. That's seven furlongs on the turf. I I, I did go to the eleven again, not just because of the number, you know, because I was actually looking. You know, again another up and coming you know horse who's been three for four. But in our last race, Joe, on our last race, we have it's a handicap. It's a again once again one of these preps for the. World Cup again, you know, which is, you know, a, a big race. Joe, I think we are potentially seeing a potential superstar in this race go around. Um, it's a horse named Rebels Romance. He ran in the UAE Derby as a three-year-old. He won back in late March. Um, Charlie Avery again, you know, he has trains a lot of nice horses. This is one of them. He was supposed to run in the Belmont States over here, but he had a little bit of, a, of, a, um, of an infection, so he had some time off. He had a leg injury, too. They kept him out for the summer and fall. I think he was going to win a big race that day. And I think he's coming back here now. I think it's a little lesser competition. He might need a race for fitness. So, but I think we're watching a, a superstar uh, going around in the last race of the day. Rebels Romance, the one there, Joe. That, that would be my uh, thoughts of the of the second week. There we go. Very good. Ah, there we go, Trevor. Very, very good. We'll be back Monday. Uh, any other football stuff from the weekend we'll get to giants and giants gm and head coaching search but for now i'm joe morales that's trevor markowski this has been the mdm podcast